all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So, God, we are open and we are ready to receive. Speak now with power, God. We pray that your word would bring us comfort. Your word would bring us correction. Your word would bring us direction. I pray for every prayer that is sitting before you now, that through this message you would answer those prayers, God. I pray that nobody would leave this experience in this building or online where the majority of us are with any questions. God, answer every question. In the name of Jesus, we yield to you, sir, and we say we are open and we are ready. Say that with me. Say, I'm open and I'm ready to receive. Come on, say it like you mean to say, I'm open and I am ready to receive. We need a word from you, God, because we believe this second half is going to blow our minds. In this second half, God, you're going to exceed what you did in the first half. And the latter will be greater than the former. And for that, we say thank you. July 4th, it's the first fruit Sunday for the second half of the year. What we do today sets up our July, our August, our September, our October, our November, our December. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Can I get you to let out a praise right there, 1115? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. So our series is called The Kingdom in You. I teach a series at Harvest because I want you to get results. Hear my heart as a shepherd. Hear my heart as a pastor. I don't want you to just go through the motions of coming to church to feel like you've checked off a box to get credit with God. I want for you, when you come, you can leave saying, I've got something I can use immediately once I walk out of this building, immediately once I walk out of church. My job as a shepherd is to chop the word of God up, as it were, and feed it to you so you're able to digest it and you are able to produce it. You are sitting next to somebody that will not just talk the Christian talk, but they're about to walk the Christian walk. 
you are sitting next to somebody that's about to produce fruit. So I need you to look at them because this is the lowest you're ever going to see them again. And they're doing amazing, but wait until you see what they look like by the end of 2021. They're doing amazing, but wait until you see what happens to their family by the end of 2021. You've been praying for that son for years. This is going to be the time. You've been praying for your daughters for years. This is going to be that time. Open your mouth and say the second half will be better than the first half. So I have you say a lot. And if you're not used to that, you may think, wow, that's a lot of talking they do in church. Here's why. Life and death are in the power, look at me, of your tongue, Proverbs 18, 21 says. So if you don't say it, you're never going to see it. And let's be honest. We have all spent enough time in our lives speaking negative, talking negative, thinking negative, thinking low, talking low, that for you to upgrade in the second half, you're going to have to upgrade what comes out of your mouth. So I know you may be the quiet type, but can I stretch you? Even if you're quiet, just move your lips. Why? Because heaven needs to see that you're serious about your life getting better. Heaven needs to see that you're serious, not just about your faith, not just about your finances, not just about your future, but some of y'all's families. You're about to take up a whole section in the building. Because everybody in your house has given their life to the Lord this year. Please open your mouth and say the second half will be better than the first half. So we've been in this series called The Kingdom in You, and we are learning what Jesus gives us when we become Christians because for many people, once you give your life to the Lord or you're born again or you become a Christian, all of those things mean the same thing. For many people, that's an ending. It's like, I got saved. I'm, I'm saved now. And so that becomes the ending when it is not the ending. Hear me. It is the beginning. It is the beginning of recognizing what God gives you. And he gives us the kingdom. I've taught you so far that the kingdom is located inside of you. It's not a place. It's in a people. Luke 17, 21 says, neither is the kingdom here or there, but it is in you. Say the kingdom's in me. Now, check this out. God is so amazing that natural kingdoms, they have geographical limits, geographical territories. The United Kingdom cannot come to America and exercise any dominion or authority because this is not their kingdom. Check it out. But as believers in Jesus, wherever we go, so did his kingdom go. Which means even if I got to go through a dark place in life, I still brought the kingdom. On your job, I brought the kingdom. At the mall, I brought the kingdom. At Target, I brought the kingdom. At Walmart, I brought the kingdom. In the courthouse, you brought the kingdom. In the schoolhouse, you bring the kingdom. Everywhere you go, his kingdom is. So the question is, and again, I've been teaching you this week after week. We're just doing recap. What is the kingdom? Three basic things. Heaven's attributes in the earth. It is not perfection. I have taught you what those attributes of heaven are. Do you remember? Righteousness, peace, and joy. And I've, week after week, I have drilled what that means from a practical standpoint. Here's what that means, that even if you find yourself walking through a hellacious situation, it is your responsibility to manifest something from in you around you. Matter of fact, you're never going to know the heaven that's in you until you have to go through hell around you. Can I be honest with you? You want to know why you're so spiritual? Because you have to go through hell. You want to know why you love God the way you love him? It's because you had other people reject you and abandon you and throw you away. And you found out he was the friend that sits closer than a brother. He is the mother to the motherless, a father to the fatherless. Everything that I need him to be, I found him to be it when people let me down. So your job is to manifest this kingdom around you. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Peace is this word shalom, which means nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking. 
All is well. Which means sometimes when you're manifesting heaven's attributes on the earth, you literally will be facing situations that are directly the opposite of what you're supposed to manifest. Why do we need you if it's already done? I'm going to back it up and say it again. If our job is to manifest the kingdom, that means that what we're facing or what we're dealing with will not look like the kingdom. Can I help you? Some of you are complaining about the fact that you're supposed to change an environment you were sitting into because you keep seeing yourself as a thermostat where you're reading the environment instead of being a thermometer where you set the environment. You are sitting next to somebody that they spent their last day yesterday being worried about people and what people think and how people feel. Baby, when I walk on the scene, the atmosphere changes shoulder. When I walk in the building, every demon, every devil, every liar. Come on, open your mouth and say, I'm an atmosphere changer. That's why some people that don't even know, know you, they don't like you. Why? Because when you show up, it offends the enemy that's in them. When you show up, it disturbs the demonic presence that they have. That's why some people, when you walk in, they leave. And can I tell you what you do? Don't chase nobody. I, when I showed up, the kingdom showed up. And you can get with this or you can get with that. But you better get with this because this is where it's at. Don't you chase that crazy family member that wanted to leave. Let them leave. The authority you walk in is what made them have to bounce. Say heaven's attributes on the earth. So that means you manifest things like healing. That's an attribute of heaven. We manifest things like healing. Well, to manifest healing, what does that mean? Sickness. So that means sometimes you're going to walk up in a situation where you got to bring light. It's dark. And, and here's what we'll sometimes think. God, do something about it. And God is like, I did. I sent you. For everything you're complaining about in your family, everything you're complaining about on your job, everything you're complaining about around you, you keep saying, God, why don't you do something? God says, I did. I sent you, and I need you to wake up to who you are so you stop begging me to do what it is. Elbow somebody and say, I'm about to change the game. I'm about to. Wrong person, because they should have shouted with you after you said that. Elbow somebody else. Say, I'm a game changer. Line crosser, history maker, curse breaker. God, what are you going to do about government? He sent you. God, what are you going to do about being family? He sent you. God, what are you going to do about this job? He sent you. And while you're waiting on backup, you were the backup. I don't know who needs to hear this because some of y'all are standing around looking at your watch saying, God, when are you going to do something? And God says, I've been and done it. I said, show. You are literally the answer. You are the answer to what agitates you. You are the answer to the problems around you. You were sent to solve problems. I feel like preaching. Jeremiah chapter 1, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and ordained you a prophet to the nations. Me, before you ever got here, God created a problem for you to solve so that when you get in position, you begin to solve that problem. And I need you to stop complaining about problems and start being a problem solver. Up, oh, I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm a problem solver. That's what heaven's attributes on the earth mean. He sent you, and I've taught you. Ecclesiastes says he's placed this in us, which means wherever we go, we change it. You don't let it, listen to me, change you. 
Some of you lost your peace because it's not peaceful. I need you to get that back today. Some of you have lost your joy because it's not joyous to deal with. I need you to get that back today. Some of you have lost your right standing with God because the people around you are ratchet, toe up, and trifling. And I'm going to need you to get that back today. Number two, what's the kingdom? It's God's MO. It's how God does what he does. Like God subtracts to add. He divides to multiply. He told, he told, he told, he told they were getting ready to go into battle. And they had thousands of people. And God says, there's too many of y'all. <laughs> See, you would think that God's way of doing it was to send extra support when you need it. Pay attention to me. God's way of doing it is that he will remove support. I need somebody to hear me. You are right on time, right on track, right on schedule. See, you thought that the way God was supposed to do it is he was supposed to add. God says, no, I'm going to add, but, but to add, I subtract my MO. It's my modus operandi. That's how I do what I do when I do what I do when I do all things well. So he says, Gideon, you got thousands of men. He says, Gideon, it's too many. He says, because if you do it with all of these warriors, y'all will think y'all did it. You will give yourself the glory, yourself the credit. You, you ever been feeling yourself? Come on, let's be honest. Let's be honest. If you, if you haven't, you're lying now. You're feeling yourself now. So go put your What do you mean feeling yourself, Bishop? Like, you ever been like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm doing something. Like, you start reading your own press. And the Bible doesn't say not to think highly of yourself. It says not to think more highly of yourself than you ought to, which means it's good to know who you are, but don't ever get it twisted. You're only that because of God. I wish you would think that your degree got you that position. I wish you would think that your looks opened that door for you. I wish you would think that because of where you grew up. Baby, if it had not been for the Lord that was on your son, God has been favoring you since you were a little girl, favoring you since you were a little boy. It's because of God. So he tells, he tells them, he says, guys, you got too many. He says, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove your support. Gideon, I'm going to remove your support. You have too much support. So much so that they may end up supporting you out of my will. Because they're going to try to remove your struggle, but you need a struggle. I need you not to be bitter. I need you not to be mad. I need you not to be angry at anybody that God ever removed from supporting you. It was not to punish you. It was to make sure you're strong enough to survive at the next level. He says, Gideon, he says, you have too much around you. So he, he takes the army down. He says, you still have too many. He says, if, he says, make the men lap up water like a dog. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Bow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. He said, make them get on their knees and lap up the water. In other words, he says, see who's prideful around you. Because if they're too prideful to go low, they don't deserve to go high. Where the people at in this building and online that can say, I don't mind getting on my knees and giving God the glory and the honor and the pra I don't have nothing to prove to you. My worship isn't for you. My praise isn't for you. My praise is to God. So he gets it down. He gets it down to a few hundred. And then God says, seems like you're ready. What? God, what in the world are you talking about? God, what in the world are you doing? God, sometimes it'll get dark all of a sudden and you're trying to figure it out.
Watch me, watch me, watch me. But, but make this declaration and say, but I'm not afraid of the dark. Say it again, but I'm not afraid of the dark. Watch me, he says, I need you to reduce it down. And when it got down to a few hundred, what ends up happening, watch me, is God says, now you're ready. I subtracted to add. So now you're about to have the victory. But I took away to add. Everybody look at me. Whenever God begins to subtract, what's his MO? I'm adding. I need you not to focus on the subtraction. I need you to search for the addition. You may say, well, Bishop, this person that I was depending to do this walked out. Guess what? God needed you to find another way to get it done. You were too dependent on people. And God says, I need you to learn how to depend on me. So I subtracted them so I could add skill to you. Bible says God's MO is that he does all things well. Somebody say he does all things well. So because he does all things well, that means if it's not good, he's not done. Some of you have areas of your life you're like, God, this area just stinks. It sucks. It's not good. I don't like Anybody got a few areas of your life where you're like, God, dog. God, dog is a southern colloquialism, which means gee whiz. See, I'm in Denver. Listen, gee willikers. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Ham and cheese. <laughs> all right, watch me. Everybody watch me. Watch me. Watch me. So God says, hey, um, I do all things well. In Genesis, and the Lord said, and there was, and he said, it was good. And he said, and there was, and he saw, it was good. And he said, then there was, then he saw, it was good. And he said, and there was, and he saw, it was good. Everything he did, he did well. Then he was done. Here's why you need to be excited about your life. If it's not good yet, he's not done yet. Watch me. And what's your good, he's about to make it great. Because what you call good, God says, but it can be so much better than that. I need you to know who you sit next to. Please, one more time, look at them because this is the last time you're going to see them this low. They're not even doing bad. In fact, they're doing amazing. But by December 31st, 2021, when you look at every area of your life, you're going to be able to say one thing. Baby, what did you do? I upgraded. 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 Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm upgrading. Watch me, watch me. Look at, the, look at the third one. Look at the third one. This is what the kingdom is. Look at the third one. Look at the third one. It is, watch me, becoming who God says we are and possessing what God said we can. You're becoming something and someone different than who you used to be. Here's your challenge. Your challenge is you're trying to hold on to who you were. At the 915, I told him that whenever you upgrade a phone, it's amazing because you cannot have, watch me, both phones on at the same time. You, why? Because the new one will not activate as long as the old one's trying to catch the signal. And for some of you, I need you to let go of who you used to be. Watch me. And never let somebody use your past against you. Here's what you need to learn how to tell them. I did everything you said I did and a whole lot you didn't know anything about. But let the redeemed of the Lord say, so... 
proof that God is with me is that I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Every day, step by step by step by step by step, I'm making progress. Look at me, look at me. You're becoming, you're evolving. And here's the thing about evolving. You can never go back to who you used to be. When a butterfly evolves to its fourth stage, where you see it as a butterfly, it started as small as a sesame seed on a sesame seed bun. That butterfly never goes back to being that seed. And for some of you, here's your problem. You're trying to be the seed and fly at the same time. You don't want your old friends to start saying, you acting different. Baby, that's the whole idea. And either you come on this journey with me or you can stay over here. But I'm not a seed anymore. I had to go through my process of development and I have become. And I'm not saying I'm better than you. That came out of your mouth. I need to get in some of you all's business because people will try to, you just think you're better than us now. Going to church and giving and all of that. You just think you all of that. No, I didn't say that. But evidently you see that. And come down for what? Say, I'm becoming. Come on, say it. Say, I'm becoming. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whenever you upgrade your phone, I can't have both of them on at the same time when I'm trying to activate it because the old one will try to pull the signal. Do you want else? What else here it is? Is that with Apple devices, I don't know if this is true for Android, no Android jokes today. For now. But in about three seconds, it might change. You have to turn off the feature called Find My iPhone on the old device because the new device is the one that needs to be found. Pay attention. You keep looking for you saying, I don't feel like myself. Can't find that version no more. I just feel different than how I used to be. Can't find the old you no more. Can I tell you, embrace the change. Embrace that you're becoming different. Embrace that you're becoming more patient. Embrace that you are loving people again. You thought you'd never trust anybody, but now God's got you trusting people. You thought you'd never be in church. Look at where you had to do. Open your mouth, say, I'm becoming. Look at the next part, and I'm possessing what God says I can. Now, this is important because in our culture, we chase possessions. If people want a lot of posts, they're going to stand next to a car, even if it ain't theirs. You do know they'll let anybody stand next to anything at any lot. Watch me, watch me, and I'm not knocking that. Watch me. Here's what I'm saying. It is not for possessions to have you. It is that we have possessions. To be what? Tools. Money is a tool. An automobile is a tool. Being successful is a tool. All of these are tools to be used by God because we're blessed to be a blessing, which means I'm not chasing stuff because I seek the kingdom stuff chases me. So, so we've surmised these three things, heaven's attributes in the earth, God's MO, becoming who God says we are and possessing what God said we can. That's the, what the kingdom is. Go back over the prior messages in case you've missed it. I have to give you a recap, but we got to keep it moving. So, Next question becomes, who manifests the kingdom? Like, it, you may think, ooh, that's for all them people who are really shouting a lot. Mm -mm, that's for you too. You may say, ooh, that's for those people who really, they taking notes. They got notepads. They real spiritual. Somebody say, it's for me. You may think, it's those people that when he says certain things, they finish it. Oh, my God, I wish I could finish what he said. Uh-uh, it's for you. I don't care if the first hearing of Jesus you've ever heard is today. Praise God that you heard this today. 
So you ain't going to have to sort through a whole lot of bad teaching and bad information. Somebody say, I manifest the kingdom. Revelation 5.10. Watch this. And he has made us. In other words, God's like, you don't have a choice. Like You could run, but you can't hide. And for some of us, watch me, we tried to run. We tried to Adam God. What did Adam do? Adam hid behind the tree. Tell my God, you can see me back here. And some of you, you tried to hide in your job. I'm from the top. You tried to hide in your family. You tried to hide in your mistakes and their failures. You tried to hide in your pride. You tried to hide in your loss. You tried to hide in your grief. You tried to hide in your shame. But what I love about God is the Bible says he's made us to be kings and priests. What does that mean? You don't have a say in this. You're a king and a priest. What does that mean? You're spiritual and successful. What does that mean? That you can pray and you can slay. What does that mean? That I don't have to pick God or success. I get both. You ready? All right, look at this. And he has made us kings and priests. So that means a king has a domain. There's something you're supposed to rule, reign, content, subdue. You are not supposed to be some dusty road, broke down, always talking about, oh, I'm just struggling. You Stop. I'm going up the rough side of the mountain. Why are you walking on what you're supposed to speak to? Jesus is saying to this mountain, I don't need no, I don't need no hiking boots. I ain't getting up there. Some of you work hard, but you don't work spiritual. If you fight that thing in the spirit, there's certain things you're never going to have to ever do in the natural. And he has made us kings and priests. Say, I'm both. If you grew up in church, you may have been taught, watch me, you may have been taught this, that you're just supposed to suffer on the earth. You just, you, just, you, you get saved and you're just going to live in hell. And it's going to be miserable. And one day, isn't that sweet by and by? You're going to die. How crazy is it to live with an obsession of dying? This is why many Christians never enjoy life because you're obsessed with the afterlife and you haven't even mastered this one. But you sit next to somebody, watch me. They may have been breathing up to this point, but they're about to live. For those of you who have had your life on pause, God just told me to tell you, take it off pause because in the second half, you're about to he has come that you might have life and life more abundantly. If you grew up in church, you maybe were taught this. So I'm just going to die and get to heaven. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to put on my robe and tell the story about how I made it over. Now listen, I love the song. Song sends me into worship. They got this one girl that sings the song. When she sings the song, I literally go into straight worship. I just be like, Jesus, I, ain't none of this biblical, but she is singing this song. I'm a, I, I shall wear a crown. You already have one down here. Bishop, what do you mean I already have one? Anywhere you've conquered something, you gained a crown from that. You needed to go through depression. Why? Crown me. You needed to go through loss. Why? Crown me. You needed to go through betrayal. Why? Crown me. Every place I conquer, I gain a crown. Look at your Bible, please. It says to you that he has made you to be a king and a priest. And you shall reign. Hold on. Don't get ahead of me. I know it's real simple, too, because it's only three words. And you shall reign when you die. No. And you shall reign when you get to heaven. No. And you shall reign when you're caught up in the sky. No. And you shall reign in the twinkling of an eye. No. Because some of you, God is like, 
if you don't start raining, and you shall rain where? On the earth. Which means, God says, well, y'all are sitting up waiting on me to do something. I'm looking at my people saying, I already did everything. I hung on the cross. I gave my life. I resurrected. I shed my blood. What else do you want me to do? Elbow somebody said, God's waiting on you. Uh uh, wrong neighbor, because after they said that, they would have put a little something extra on the end. Try somebody else. Elbow them. Say, God's waiting on you to wake up to who you are. And I'm glad for some of y'all, alarm clock, bam, 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 bam. You are finally about to wake up to who God has made you to. Look at this next verse Daniel 7, 21 through 22. I'm showing you your Bible. Daniel 7, 21 through 22. As I looked, this horn made war with the saints. Horn is this Greek word, language of our, or excuse me, this Hebrew word, language of our Old Testament. It means sound. H- hear me, hear me. If you're a Christian, and even if you're not today, we're going to give you an opportunity to become one. What your war is, is with the sound. Even what you see produces a sound. So the scripture says, and this sound was making war with the saints. What's a saint? A believer in Jesus. It's not somebody that's on stained glass that's got their two fingers like that. No. If you're a believer in Jesus, you're a saint. Say, I'm a saint. Now check this out. Look at this. He says, this sound was making war. See, you can see something negative and say something negative that it never said, but you said to yourself. You ever got an email and started talking to yourself even though the email didn't say that? You ever looked at a circumstance or a situation and began saying something to yourself even though the situation didn't say that? What you fight is the sound. And Bishop, why is that important? Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, which means which sound will I believe? Let's talk. Which sound will I believe? Which sound will be louder? Which sound is going to drown out the other sound? Here's what I've discovered is that it is not the one that's right. It's the one that's loudest. And for some of you all, watch me, you need to let the enemy know the sounds you've been sending against me, those sounds will not drown out my praise. Those sounds will not drown out my worship. Those sounds will not drown out. I just want to hear the voices on three. One, two, three, go. My sound is louder. My sound is louder. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Harvest Channel. Let your sound be louder than the sounds against you. Watch me. Look. The sound made war. What's war? Battle after battle. For some of you, you have been struggling with the sounds of what you were told when you were seven. So the sound replays. It's a sound bite. It replays. You're dumb. 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 And you're stupid. You're dumb. You're dumb. And you're stupid. You've been wrestling with the sound. Rest with the sound that your ex spoke, which you're new. So your ex has, watch me, your new has to pay for the sounds that your ex released. You're wrestling with the sounds of your failures. You're going to mess up. You're going to mess up. You always mess up. You always screw up. Why are you trying? This God thing ain't going to work for you. This church thing ain't going to work for you. You ain't a church boy. Yes, you are. What is a church boy? <laughs> you ain't a church girl. Yes, you are. What is a church girl? Is anybody in the church? 
Everybody watch me. You wrestle with the sounds. This is why for some of you, you always have to be distracted. You can't go four minutes without... Even if it ain't no new notifications, you clicking on it like perhaps it's hiding something from you. And when you're by yourself, it feels like misery for some. Because you are left alone with the sound. Can't even sleep because of a sound. Because every time you close your eyes, say, I'm going to rest good tonight. Yeah, but what about that situation? You'll start remembering stuff from years ago and say, you know, I should have said this in that argument. I know I'm not the only one. Don't y'all leave me out there. I will be laying down and thinking something I should have said seven months ago. You know what? Let me take a note because I should have so said this. And this sound made war with the saints. Everybody look at me. Which means even being a Christian didn't remove you from a battle. And the sound made war with the saints. And look at the Bible. And it prevailed over them. Which means for a while the sound had you on the ground. For a while the sound had you locked up in your house. So much so even when you didn't have to stay locked up in the house, you kept yourself locked up in the house because the sound said, well, why try? Why trust? Why believe? Why love? Why give it another try? But what I love about the word prevailed is it's past tense. Which means it may have been winning January, February, March, April, May, and June. But baby, we're in the second half. And in the second half, Say, I win. The sound loses. Until the ancient of days. This is another terminology for Jesus. He's the ancient of days because before there were days, I am. He says, he, Moses says, what should we call your name? We know you. He's the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. What should we call your name? He said, I'll tell you my name. My name is I am. Which means anything that I'm in, he is always I am. Which means before there was a universe, I am. Before there were people, I am. Before there were animals, I am. Which means I was, it's not I was because I always am. I am not a God of history. I'm a God of now. Which means every moment that there is, I am that that I am. And I love it because I am is a Hebrew phrase that means I'll prove who I am to be by what I do. God has proven to you just who he is by what he's done in your life. Look at this next part. We're almost done. And judgment was made. Judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. I told them at the 915, if you ever get a judgment in court, particularly in civil court, if you get a judgment, the judgment will have a list of things that you are entitled to that are damages of some sort. Now, here's the thing. You will be given the judgment. But just because you're given the judgment does not mean you take possession of what the judgment gives to you. And watch me, it's one thing to know what God says. It's another thing to take possession of what God says. It's one thing to know you're a king and priest. It's another thing to go buy the building. I it's one thing to know you're a king and priest. It's another thing to bring your whole family to church and watch them all get saved. So, so watch, and judgment was given for the saints of the Most High and the time 
came when the saints possessed the kingdom. Where's the kingdom at? In you. Heaven's attributes on earth. God's MO. Becoming who God says you are, possessing what God says you can. God says, there's something in you that you don't have possession of. Watch me. In court, they'll give you the judgment. But then after that, there's something called interrogatories. Where you get a listing of everything that who the judgment is against has. Why? So you know where to collect. So you find out what's in their bank account. You can take it to the IRS and say, look, I'm going to need that tax refund. You, you, you catch it in a moment. In other words, watch me. There, there are some things that God says, not only have I given you the judgment, but watch me. Look at the next part of the verse. And the time came when the saints possessed the kingdom. I need you to make this declaration and say, and now is that time. Because you can sit on the judgment for a while and do nothing with it. Until something pushes you to begin to take possession of what has been given to you. Everybody watch me. Say, and now is that time. Say it with some authority. Say, and now is that time. So look at Revelation 11 and, 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 and 15. It says, the kingdoms of this world have become, past tense, the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Now, contrary to popular belief, Christ is not Jesus' last name. If Jesus filled out an application, he wouldn't do it. Jesus' last name, Christ. Christ is not a name. It's a title. In the Hebrew, it is this phrase, Moshiach, which means Messiah. Uh, watch me. Christ means the anointing, the anointed one, and his anointed. Okay. The anointing. What's an anointing, Bishop? You crush an olive to get oil. And every place that the olive was crushed, it now produces a oil. Olives are cheap. Oil is expensive. Bishop, what are you trying to say? What you thought made you value less is actually what makes you valuable. Because any place you can be crushed and survive, you got oil. That's why you needed to go through what you went through. Why? It made you oily, which means I can slip on right through circumstances, slip on right through situations. You sit next to somebody that's greasy. You sit next to somebody that's oily. You are streaming with somebody that has so much oil, the enemy can never seem to get a grip on. Every time he tries to get you, you just slide on through. Elbow somebody say, you look oily. Listen, the anointed, the anointed, the anointed one, that's Jesus. Listen to this, this is the last part. And his anointed. Well, who are his anointed? We are. So, let's read the verse with the understanding. The kingdoms of this world. What are those kingdoms? Arts and entertainment, business, education, family, government, media, church, or spirituality. They're interchangeable. You're already in one of those areas. And for some of you, you've been trying to make a change and God won't let you. Because he says, you haven't reigned there yet. 
You've been applying for everything, and you're seeing other people going to it. And God says, uh-uh, you stay yourself right there in that field. Why? I sent you there because your job as my anointed, watch me, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Say, that's me. And he shall reign forever and ever. How does he reign? Through us. You are in business, not just to make a profit. You are in business so that you get as many people as you possibly can to the Lord. If you took that approach, it would change your produ productivity. Because you'd realize, I ain't chasing a check. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Elbow somebody say, I'm not chasing money. Say, because I'm kingdom, it chases me. He reigns through us to get people to him. Bishop, how do you know that? See, you're deployed on assignment. How do you know? Look at the next verse. Obadiah 1 and 1. We have heard a rumor from the Lord. The Lord has started a rumor about you. Sometimes there's rumors that you can't uh, shut down. And you're like, God, why are these people saying crazy? Anybody ever had some people say stuff about you? And you're like, what? Like, where are you getting this from? You're like, God, why can't I shut this down? And God is like, you're not going to be able to shut it down because you can't rebuke the Lord. You can't rebuke a rumor the Lord started. So a rumor will get started about you. Look at the screen. We have heard a rumor from the Lord. Look at all these rumors. Stop. No, you don't. I need you to get in there. I need you to get in. You don't need to get away. You need to get in there. Why? An ambassador is sent amongst the heathen. God sent you on a job to be the one that represents his kingdom. Not for you to say, I can't stand these people. I don't want to be bothered with these people. I don't want to eat with these people. I don't want to look at these people. God says, I sent you to get them to me. And until you stop complaining about your assignment, you're going to sit there. But I think there's some of us that you're about to do what you would simply to do so you can get to your next. Come on. Open up your mouth, say, I will do what I was sent to do so I can get to my next. Look at the Bible. You've been sent amongst the heathen. Now, let's just make that plain. Okay, let's make that plain. Specifically here, that's referring to those that don't know the Lord. Check this out. Never let heathen use your history against you. Because here's what they'll try to do. Well, you know, you're supposed to be a Christian. Oh, let me help you right there. Supposed to be? Oh, no. I'm a whole Christian. Proof that I am is because had you said that to me last year, you might have got snapped, cracked, and popped, y'all. I thought this was the 1115. Where are the real people at? Proof that I am a Christian is had you said that to me last year, it might have been a whole situation going on. But God's been working on me. And I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. Listen, never let, never let, never let. Heathen use your history. They'll say stuff to you, like, I thought you were supposed to be a Christian. I am. I thought you believed in the Lord. I do. Why are you going through this? Oh, this is my testimony. <laughs> wasn't that you, wasn't that you uh, making mistakes the other day? Sure did. But guess what? The blood covered. <laughs> wasn't that you I saw smoking the other day? Well, if that's, your, if that's what you're working through, say, listen, sure did. But watch me. What I'm so glad about it is that he doesn't judge my future by my past. 
Wasn't that you cussing the other day? Yeah, sure was, baby. I'm so glad that God doesn't judge me. I'm so glad he doesn't throw me away. Never let heathen use your history against you. Because they'll try to use it. They'll try to say, and you're supposed to be a Christian. And I am. I'm proof he still saves. I'm proof he loves anybody. I'm proof that he saves from the uttermost to the guttermost. I'm proof that he won't throw in his towel on you. I'm proof that even if I run away from him, won't he come and get you? Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? Listen. You've been sent amongst the heathen. And here's what church people like to do. Us foe no more. You got your Christian click on your job. And God says, but the heathen right here, though. You haven't invited them. Well, Bishop, when I try to talk, they get an attitude. That's why he sent a king. A king ain't a punk. A queen is not a punk. Which means when you walk in there, you better walk with a... You better not let nobody punk you. You are a king and you are a priest. That doesn't mean we're rude. It doesn't mean we're demeaning the people. Like, listen, don't go up to somebody. Listen, you better get saved or you're going straight to hell. You're going to bust hell wide open. That's not going to be a very effective tactic. It didn't work on you. The Bible says it's the loving kindness of God. The fact that I know he still wants me even after I rejected him. So you're sent among the heathen, the seven kingdoms of the world. Arise ye and let us rise up against her in battle. Which means, hear me, hear me Christians, we don't fight one another. I cannot stand seeing Christians fight. This is not an episode of the housewives. We don't fight one another. What, what do we do? We fight the, for the mission. We advance the mission, which means, watch me, never let one of your brothers or sisters tick you off so much to where you're fighting with them. Instead, you got to say, wait a minute, this thing is spiritual. We're ambassadors sent amongst heathens, so we're not going to fight. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to lift you up. Watch me. And even if you don't do it for me, watch me do it for you. Speak life into somebody next to you. Say, I'm praying for you. Come on. Say, I'm encouraging you. Tell them. Say, I'm lifting you up. Tell them. So, so we know where the kingdom is, what the kingdom is, who manifests the kingdom. Let's knock this last part out. How do we do it? So how do we manifest the kingdom? Well, watch me. The kingdom is sought as a number one priority. Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God. First means priority, which means make sure your priorities are right because if God is second, so will you be. If God is last, so will you be. Look at the scripture. Seek, <coughs> seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's his way. And all these things will be added to you. All right, check this out. Say, I seek the kingdom first. I seek heaven's attributes in the earth first. I seek God's M.O. in my life first. I become who God says I am and possess what God says I can. Somebody say first. first. What's important to him, I make important to me first. So it's not about, well, I feel this. Screw what you feel. This is 1115, all right? 
I'm doing the best I can. All right, check this out. Like, as Christians, sometimes, like, when I see the dedication that sometimes others have to what they believe, even though what they believe ain't even Bible, has no fruit, has no proof, I'd be like, God, dog. God says, you're going to need to seek this first. And when you seek it first, you never will have to seek things again. Let me tell you where you're graduating to the second half. You will never, ever seek a thing. I'm going to try right over here because the rest of them ain't saying nothing. Your days of seeking things have come to their conclusion. You won't seek cash. You won't seek a job. You won't seek a position. Watch me. You won't seek a relationship. All these things will be added unto you. I just need you to open up like you receive and say, it's on the way. Say, it's getting ready to happen. Look. Second. The kingdom is sought in prayer. Now watch me. Prayer is not an end. If you grew up in church, prayer was it. Oh, Lord, do it. And God, we need you to move. And God, we love you. And God, we need you. And God, we want you. Have your way. Do what only you can do. We're so glad, Lord, that when we woke up this morning, our bed wasn't a cooling board. I don't even know what a cooling board is, but I'm glad my bed wasn't that. In fact, it was hot last night. Yes, God. And Lord, we just down here as sinners saved by grace. Ain't nothing you say is for Bible, because you're not a sinner. Not anymore. Romans says you're the righteousness of God now. And then that was it. You'd see people pray. And here's why some of you got disenchanted with God, because you'd see them do that all day and possess nothing. And become nothing. And do nothing. Because prayer was an end when instead prayer is a beginning. Look, look at the Bible. Look at the scripture. Uh, in Luke 11 and 2. When you pray, that means to ask. Say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Why do I have to pray for his kingdom to come? Because it's easy for me to hide what's in me from me. Because you've been through so much, you're just trying to survive. I rebuke you being in survival mode. You're not in survival mode. You're not just trying to make it out of this valley. No, baby, you're walking yourself up to the summit. Look, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. What does that word earth mean in Greek, the language of our New Testament? In my soil, in my land, in my country, in my world, in my life. Let's change it. Your will be done in my life. As it is in heaven, his abode, his perspective, his happiness, his power in eternity. As it is, what makes you happy? So the purpose of prayer is to point me in the right direction. But then I got to get up and walk. This is not the end. This isn't it. This isn't it. And if you grew up in church, you maybe thought this was it. Now, child, I prayed. You better get up and walk. I prayed to get a plan. Now I got to go work the plan. Because he'll give you strategies. That's why if you ever join us on prayer on Mondays, you'll notice that it's not just us talking. He responds. 
He gives us revelation. Why? Because prayer is not a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue where I seek the kingdom first. Now that my priorities are aligned, now I got to get up and walk that out. So, watch me. The kingdom is sought as number one priority. Number two, kingdom is sought in prayer. Number three, the kingdom is sought after pressure. Acts 14, 22. We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. Tribulations there means internal pressure because you have no good options. You ever been in a place in your life where you're like, look, I have no good options here? None of y'all? Just me. Okay. Where you're like, I have options, but I don't like any of them. I could do that. No. I could do that. I could do this. Do we stay together? Do we not stay together? Do we fight for it? Do we not fight for it? That's why on Monday you want to fight, on Tuesday you want to divorce, on Wednesday you want counseling, on Thursday God fixed it, on Friday you don't know no more, on Saturday you just need some time for yourself, on Sunday, Lord, do it. Y'all just going to sit up in here at this Levitina and look at me with that tone of face. Come on, let's go. Through many tribulations, God says, you won't make a move, law of motion, until you're forced to. Because we desire comfort. So because we desire comfort, God says, I'm going to force you. What I'm going to do, law of motion says, an object at rest stays at rest until it's acted upon by an external force. I've taught you that. Ready? So here's what God says. You need some external tribulations. Push him. That ain't no push. But come over here so you don't hit your head because I don't want to have to get you healed after church. Today we're not doing a healing line. Come on, y'all know they're going to figure it out. Y'all know they're dramatic anyhow. They gonna... <laughs> you ready? Come on, let's go. I love them. All right, you ready? All right, give them a, give them a good hearty push. <laughs> He's so dramatic. You ain't even in the camera shot. I'm going to need you to get pushed in the shot. <laughs> we don't have camera coverage in the corner. Everybody watch me. Everybody watch me. God says, I've been telling you to forgive, but you won't. So now I'm going to make you see him, and you're going to see him happy. Now through internal pressure, because the push came external, but the pressure's internal. And the Bible says we must through many tribulations, which means it's not just once, but it seems like every time you get yourself back up, something keeps trying to push you, putting external pressure on you. That external pressure is creating internal pressure, but the internal pressure, what is it doing? It's making me arise, and I'm entering into the kingdom, which means I wouldn't know I could get up until I got knocked down. I wouldn't know how much fight I had until my fight is all I had left. I wouldn't know I could bounce back until I thought I was deflated and all the air was gone. Say, I needed the pressure. Now, then what happens, what was pushing you? Because you're about to manifest the kingdom. Two fish, five loaves of bread, feed thousands, feed thousands. Two is the biblical number of witness. Five is the number, biblical number of grace, favor, miracles. You're about to witness a miracle. Y'all hear? It was pushing them around because they said, here's what they told the Lord. Send them away so they can go eat because it's getting late. 
Jesus looked at them. Watch the external pressure. You feed them. In other words, I'm giving you a directive that's inconvenient. I am telling you to do something that there's a simpler way, but I don't want it that way. There's a way that you think is the right way, but I don't care about what you think is the right way because he's the king. You Watch me. You're the son. You're the daughter. He's the daddy. You're the child. That means we obey. Open up your mouth and say, Lord, I will obey. So then, then Jesus takes it, he breaks it, he blesses it, and he gives it to them. And when he gives it to them, all of a sudden what was pushing them around, because they got pressure now, I got to perform. How are we going to turn these two fish and these five hush puppies? But chop it up in little bits. Like five loaves of bread, barley loaves, which means they're not big. This wasn't Papa Doe's bread. This was Roadhouse bread. For my bread connoisseurs, you understand the difference. Can I get a witness in the building? Can I get a witness online? Like, this ain't no whole loaf where I can cut the ends off and get to the middle where I really won't. He gave me this little fist of bread. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. I went to the roadhouse the other day, and normally, I'd, well, I ain't gonna tell you my business, but normally I would have them, they had to bring more than one basket. I was so proud of myself. I only had two pieces. And I only took three baskets home. God is so faithful. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I, <laughs> I only took three home. Listen, no, I'm joking. I did. I did. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Everybody, watch me. Everybody, watch me. Watch me. What you doing? Watching me. <laughs> so they got pressure now. Perform. Some of you, you feel like you can do it until everybody's watching. I rebuke your shy. I rebuke you feeling like, oh my God, I can't do it now. I'm shy. I'm nervous. I rebuke self-consciousness. I rebuke social anxiety. It's your time to shine, boo. You've been sitting on the back for too long. It's your time. Rise, shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is up. They had this pressure to perform, so they got internal pressure. Oh my God, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Oh my God, oh my God. Then all of a sudden, Jesus brushes it, he breaks it, and they distribute it. And the Bible says they have 12 baskets of leftovers. How many fish? Two of them. How many Texas Roadhouse rolls? Five. A basket and one. No cinnamon butter. You see how the whole atmosphere just changed? Like, oh, no. No, Jesus, don't do it, God. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, God. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, Jesus. Don't do it, Jesus. Don't do it. We're done. We're almost done. Watch me. Look. So now they're getting pushed around. Push them gently. All 12 of them are getting pushed. And you know what Jesus is doing? See, some of y'all wonder why God ain't running to your rescue. Because he's watching you fight. Look, it's like a good fight. Jesus got pay-per-view. He watching the fight. Talking about, yeah, come on, son. Yeah, you better get him. Yeah, I put something in you. I know the pressure is pushing on you, but you're about to manifest the kingdom. I don't have enough. Yes, you do. Count again. You're about to witness a miracle. Two fish, 
five loaves of bread. You are shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. And all of a sudden, what was pushing you, you start to... What was pushing you? You were about to knock it on the... I need you to release a praise. Yeah! 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 I need you to act like you're pushing your enemy down. Act like you're pushing depression down. Act like you're pushing lack down. Act like you're pushing generational curses. Watch me. Wow. Somebody said, I win. It loses. I got to quit right here. Last thing. The kingdom is sought from a child's perspective. I got to quit. I'm out of time. It's sought from a child's perspective. I'm giving you P's. Priority, prayer, pressure, perspective. See? It's called alliteration. I'm making it simple for you. What's the P's? Priority, prayer, pressure, perspective. One more again. Some of y'all just. It's okay. I'm with you. I love you. Look. Jesus says, I promise you, you cannot enter into the kingdom unless you seek it the way a child does. Let me correct what I said. Not seek it, accept it. A child accepts what they are told as truth because they have not been taught to challenge truth. Yesterday, yesterday, there was some family and relatives yesterday, and, and one of the kids was kind of, you know, he and I was like, okay. <laughs> Bishop ain't about that life, listen, huh? Bishop love the kids, but I'm gonna need you to get some order around. <laughs> the one ministry in my ministry, ministry career, and I use that term just for lack of a better term, the one ministry I've never done is kids ministry. Because listen, it would have been like military boot camp. <laughs> All you kids stand up. You got two year olds talking about. <laughs> Tell the Lord you love them. Yes, Lord. Tell God thank you. Thank you, God. Clap your hands and give them praise. Listen, they would, but your kids would come home so disciplined. You'd be like, we going to church every day. Bishop, we need a Monday service, a Tuesday service, a Wednesday service, a Thursday service, a Friday service, a Sunday. Matter of fact, can I just leave them up there with you? They'd be so behaved. They'd be sitting at the table. Mother, I appreciate everything you've done for me. Mother, can I be a blessing to you? Daddy, I just want you to know that I love you. Because you're a provider. Huh? So, so he was, he was, he was kind of doing all this. And, and I said to his mother, I said, can I make a suggestion? Which is my way of saying, listen to what I'm telling you. <laughs> so he was doing this thing, doing this thing, doing this thing. And I was, like, I was like, you named him a prophet's name. You named him Elijah. That means every time you speak his name, you are calling forth the leader that's him. 
So you can't handle him like he's a regular child. Let me help some of you parents. You just gotta stop handing, handing, handing your, your children according to what the world says because they're trying to make workers. Y'all ain't gonna talk. They're trying to teach you how to make regular children that perpetuate a cycle and a system. But you're about to raise a child that doesn't know poverty, that doesn't know life. That they gonna come out the gate not going to college but buying the college. Who am I talking? Let me go. I gotta 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 go. So, so he was doing all that. I said, "Come here." And he was giving his mama trouble. He said, "But I, I disciplined him." And then he'll turn around and snatch what I said. Oh, does he? I said, "Come here." And so, so he was trying to. Uh-uh. I said, "Uh-uh." Oh no. Sit right here. If, I'm, if you grew up in the South, y'all know about this fast knee. I learned some stuff watching. So I, I put him right here on my knee. I said, "Uh-uh." And he was trying to get out. I said, "Uh-uh." Come here. And I did, and I did like this. Here. I said, "You ain't going nowhere." You ain't going nowhere. Watch me. Because a child, when authority spoke, watch me, I'm not his father, but because I'm authority, I didn't have to say to him, I'm busy, but I didn't say none of that. Watch me. When you're a king and a priest, your authority speaks for itself. You don't have to beg for respect. You're going to get it everywhere. You. So he's sitting here. And so I said, I said, listen, I said, stop all that. I said, listen, let me tell you something. I said, I'm going to have you start speaking some life. And I told his mother, I said, listen, you keep saying stuff like we're not doing that. I said, he don't know what that means. I said, he's a leader. You have to talk to him direct. When you say we're not doing this, he's like, baby, you ain't doing this. But this is, <laughs> I'm going to have fun. <laughs> what I come for if I can't have fun. <laughs> so. So he was sitting there and he was doing all this. I said, oh, we ain't doing all that. And we ain't doing all this running around and all that. I don't do all of that. I ain't coming over there. We ain't playing trucks or nothing. We finna get a lesson. Sound right here. Did this. And then, and then I said, now listen, open your mouth. I said, say, I'm a man of God. I'm a man of God. <laughs> say, I'm obedient. I'm obedient. I said, I, said, I said, say, I'm a strong man of God. I'm a strong man of God. <laughs> now, what's me? A few minutes earlier, he was wreaking havoc. But he accepted what I gave him. You'll catch it in a second. Like a child. So then I said, tell God, thank you. Watch me. He said, thank you, God. Listen. I said, I said, clap your hands and tell God you love him. Yes, God, I love you. Y'all go catch it. He's a little boy, but because he accepted what I gave him like a child. And some of you, you're too grown for your own good because you keep asking questions where you need to start walking. You keep debating with God when you need to start obeying. Open up your mouth and say, like a child, like a child. Look at me. A child is inquisitive without fear, no miseducation. I'm done. Look at this, John 8, 31. So Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, see 9, 15, if you were at the 9, 15, I told you I didn't know if I was going to finish because every time I say I'm going to finish at 11, 15, it don't happen because I spoke it. Listen. So Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you're truly mine. What's a disciple? A disciplined student. What's the difference between a disciplined student and a regular student? A disciplined student takes it serious. Look at me. You got to take your Christianity serious. I'm not doing this just to do something because mama and them said, daddy and them said, it's just what we do. No, no, no. I take this serious. I, I am a student. That's why I go back and watch. I'm a disciplined student. That's why I take notes. I'm a disciplined student. That's why I got the podcast. I'm a disciplined student. Somebody say, I take this serious. Last part, we're out. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
Look what he didn't say, your truth. He said, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are the offspring of Abraham. We've never been enslaved to anyone. How is it you say you will become free? In other words, when Jesus told them that they were enslaved to something, they didn't receive it like children. They were so much in bondage that when they heard the message of the kingdom, they didn't even know they weren't walking in it. They were so, watch me, intellectually uh, uh, prideful and, and educationally prideful, watch me, that they thought they made a monument of themselves to themselves. And look, they even lie. We've never been enslaved to anyone. Hello, check the history, sir, because 430 years you, you were. Here's what happens. We live in a time now, watch me, where people will deny the truth. You will bring up that you help somebody and they'll act like they made themselves. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You'll try to tell them, listen, remember when we did this? No, I did that myself, baby. You couldn't tell your hand from your foot. You didn't know up from down. Watch me. Never be mad at who's ungrateful because you helped because often the seat of a leader is a thankless seat. Every parent, don't be mad. My kids ain't doing right. God's going to get them. How are you going to get them, Bishop? They're going to have kids. For every parent who felt like your children didn't do you right, oh, just wait. God is not mocked. Some of you, some of you grown kids, you need to call your mama names. I apologize today. Please forgive me. Where you want to go eat? Where you want to go? You want some barbecue? You want some ribs? Holly? What you want? Because <laughs> God will repay you because he's not mocked. Look, we got to go. They said, we've never been enslaved question what are you enslaved to and don't know it are you enslaved to somebody because you won't forgive them gentlemen y'all come on back real fast i'll do it real fast come on shamon is my actress for the day y'all ready you already know so so watch me could you be enslaved to somebody you won't forgive now notice they having a good time they're enjoying life. You the one miserable. They moved on to their next victim. You still, I can't believe how they did me. It's so wrong. Oh, God, I'm going to go on Facebook and post a passive-aggressive message that I hope they look at. You can't trust everybody. Wink. Family will do you dirty quicker than strangers. From the Gospel of Players Club. Watch, watch. What's the flavor? Red. <laughs> that's the joke, guys. Red is a color, not a flip. That's the joke. Some of y'all are like, well, guys, that's not a, that's the joke. Just, no, so we're all together. Come on. Come on. Shepherd, keep everybody together. Are you enslaved to who you won't forgive? Because in your mind, you know what? If I forgive them, they're going to get away with it. Some of you, you still secretly seek acceptance from who you won't forgive. So their withholding of acceptance has now held you up as an adult. You're performing like you're on strings, like the Godfather. If you've ever looked at the Godfather, the image of the Godfather has the Godfather watch me puppeteering others. So now, so now you're, you're being puppeteered by somebody, watch me, you don't even talk to anymore. And you're enslaved. Are you enslaved 
Because watch me. Forgiveness isn't for him. It's for you. But now everywhere you go, go to work. There you go. Go to lunch. There you go. Listen. <laughs> and look. He like Puffy. Always dancing in the video. Listen. C come on. Come, come, come over here. Come over here. Go to the family cookout. Go to the family cookout. Go to the family cookout. And instead of you enjoying, you're enslaved. And even when you want to have a good time, the sound of what they did comes back and shuts you down. They still dancing. Are you enslaved to what your mama said about you? What your daddy said about you? What your grandma said about you? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Are you enslaved to what your ex said? So now the new relationship pays for what the old relationship says, even though the old, old, old relationship wasn't a fit, so they wouldn't recognize you anyhow. But now the new that does recognize you, you can't even recognize. I got to go. It's some ribs with my name on it. Here's your prayer. And don't pray this if you don't want the second half to be better than the first half. Just don't say nothing. Don't do nothing. Just sit there. Just sit there on your computer. Just don't do nothing. But if you want the second half to be better than the first half of 2021, say, Father, in Jesus' name, what am I enslaved to? And don't even know it. Because it's blocking the manifestation of the kingdom. Watch me. You better look. You can never manifest the kingdom out of you. You can never manifest it out of you. Because you are busy with what you're enslaved to. Where's the kingdom at? In you. Watch me. You got so much baggage you're carrying. You got other people's problems, other people's drama, other people's issues, unforgiveness. You mad, you bitter, you frustrated. You got your failure on your mind. You got Georgia on your mind. You got <laughs> there you go. Bishop, how do you forget the words when it's one word, Georgia? Everybody watch me. Everybody watch me. You can't even, you can't even get to what's in you because you're carrying so much other stuff. And so when you do have a day off, you don't relax. You don't enjoy. You ready for me? You distract yourself. We about to go. You distract yourself. Why? Think about that. And remember, and, and the war made sound. And the, and, and the sound made war with the saints. So even when you are chilling, your chill ain't even chill. Because the sound is saying, somebody's going to hurt you again. Don't, don't do all of that. You ain't going to give today at church, are you? Serve? Why would you serve? 
Worship, why would you worship? You've been through a lot. You've been through, and so now you're enslaved, distracted, and you're begging God to do something out here. And God said, I can't even get access. Because whom the sun sets free, he's free indeed. But I can't even get access to you. No wonder why you can't get breakthrough because your hands are full. But the second half. Lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets you. Guys, we're going home. Can I get you to stand in the building? Can I get you to stand at home? Can I get you to lift your hands and just say, Father, in the second half of this year, I declare freedom. And that freedom isn't free. It requires a fight. So today I fight to forgive. I fight to move forward. I fight to let go of. I believe the second half will be better than the first half. In Jesus' name, release a praise right there at 1115. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal